Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. You hear that Bible verse quoted each week when Exploring the Missions is beginning and making disciples. You're hearing this somewhere in the early spring, late winter, according to where you are in the United States. But right now, at Christmas time, you remember, you collected shoe boxes, and those shoe boxes were given at points in your church and the places where people would bring them, and then they would go to different places located all over the United States, and they're gone through, and a gospel track is added, and then they're put on trucks and put on ships and put on airplanes to go all over the world a hundred plus nations to many, many people. And some of those boxes are being delivered during this period of time because it took them that long to get it there. And so they're delivering those shoe boxes now. And those shoe boxes, Nathan, introduces them to Jesus Christ. And many of those 11 million children received Christ. But that's not completing the Great Commission, is it? There's something yeah, more that, to the Great Commission than just them responding to the gospel? Yeah, absolutely. That's the initial response. And by grace through faith that we're saved, that, that saving work that Jesus does in people's heart, that's the beginning. It's not actually all that we're called to do, especially in the Great Commission that we're referring to. There's more to it. It's making disciples is what we're actually called to do. And after those shoeboxes are delivered, the gospel is presented in such a good way. They've been trained on how to present the gospel. They're presenting it in their language, their heart language. You've heard about here on Exploring Missions. And there's people there to help them and to strengthen them. They take those shoeboxes to the families, and the families get to if they can read, read that gospel track that was put in that shoebox along with all the things that you put in yours. But then after that, AFR promotes uh, the discipleship program of Samaritan's Purse through the shoebox Operation Christmas Child, The Greatest Journey, a 12-week study of the Word of God, of what it means to be a disciple, what it means to share the truth of God's Word. And right now, in many of those countries, they're either getting the shoebox now or they've already received it, but most of them are already involved in the training, The Greatest Journey. And what an opportunity that is, again, more than converts. I've heard this. Uh, I was at a mission conference, and They said the greatest mistake of the past was not training workers to receive those that came to Christ. They just weren't equipped, and it left them kind of like we'd say fatherless in one way. Now, they have the Holy Spirit 
and that's good. Hopefully, they have the Word of God in their language, which is awesome. But yet at the same time, according to what Paul told Timothy, Paul said, I taught you that you would teach others that they would teach faithful men. There's something about that one-on-one discipleship ministry that needs to happen. And the greatest journey is the instrument that Samaritan's Purse to use to carry that out. That's not just important there. It's important here as well. Yeah, it is. Just going back to what you said, we're specifically commanded to make disciples. We're not commanded to make converts. We're not commanded to make decisions. We're not commanded to make church members. We're not even made to plant churches. We're commanded to make disciples. Jesus said he'll build his church. He builds his church out of disciples. So we're to make disciples. And even with children, obviously there's something that happens in a Christian home where a mom and dad are spending time with their children and intentionally sharing the good news of Jesus and God's word with their children and seeing them trained and grow it up and come to know Jesus and salvation and, and disciple of their own children. But again, we're talking about households and families, children, but also men and women who are not automatically, you know, they're not followers of Jesus. And so we spend time with them. We go in and make disciples of them. And that's what uh, the greatest journey is geared to do. But that's what we're commanded to do is make disciples of the nations. And yeah, in a little bit, well, I'll share a, a real quick four steps about how do we do that? How do we make disciples? Well, let me share this and then you take that away because we want to hear that. And what is neat, some of you who are listening right now, you prepared a shoebox or shoeboxes and you even called in and gave the $6 so that the greatest journey could be printed and shared with others. And you're a part of that. And so this is kind of a celebration of what God does and a call to prayer that those shoeboxes and the greatest journey would do the work that God told the church to be involved in. So, Nathan, share those steps. Yeah, I mean, it's real simple. I mean, you can you can remember these. You can uh, put them into practice. You can write them down and start where you are. But, you know, the question might be, hey, how do I make disciples? I realize and I see in God's Word we're commanded to make disciples. So how do I go about doing that? Well, one, all this is understood that we're talking about intentional. It means it's on purpose. It's not an accidental thing. It's actually intentional where you get together for the purpose of making disciples, intentional disciple-making relationships, and it's in the context of a loving, caring relationship. It's not a project. It's not a, uh, a program. It's real people in a real relationship. So the first step in making disciples is to spend time with one or two or maybe three people. The idea is have a small group, could be one-on-one, could be larger than that, but when you get too big, there's a need to uh, group those in, in smaller groups. So all the time you hear about Sunday school classes or et cetera getting big and they want to keep getting bigger, and I always encourage people to get smaller. You know, <laughs> Smaller is where real disciple-making can happen. So spend time with a small group of people. Second, share God's Word. Study it, read it. Listen to it, hear it, and memorize it and meditate on it. So share God's Word. Third, show God's Word. Not just study it, but live it out. Put it into practice. Hold each other accountable. 
challenge people to, to, what did you read this week? All right, what did you do in response to what you read? Obey God's word. So show God's word. And the fourth is simply send, send them back out into the world to go and continue these steps in other places among other people. And that's exactly what The Greatest Journey does. And they're doing that right now. And I want you to listen to this interview to hear some of the great, great things that has happened through the shoebox and The Greatest Journey. Our guest today is Bill Fister. Bill, welcome. Thank you so much, Pastor Bird. It's great to be here with you and, and be with the AFR listeners today. Amen. Boone, North Carolina. Oh, what a place in the mountains, the Appalachian Mountains. Does it get much better than that? It's a beautiful place to live. Everyone I've talked to who lives there loves it. And my son, who would visit there, said, Dad, wouldn't be a bad place to live. You need to come on out that way. We'd love to host you. Well, it is great to have you here today. And you work with Samaritan's Purse. I do work with Samaritan's Purse with Operation Christmas Child on our international side as the Senior Regional Director for the Americas and the Caribbean. Okay, so you have this whole area that we're looking at, and we appreciate you being with us today. So glad to serve. So many of your listeners support Samaritan's Purse by packing those gift boxes. They go to a processing center where they make sure that everything in it is good and safe. It's then sent to about 114 different countries around the world, about 11 million gift boxes worldwide. (laughs) They reach these different countries where pastors who have been trained get ready for an outreach event, typically about 150, 200 children at that event. They'll hear the good news of Jesus. They'll be told that God loves them, and this gift box is just a tangible expression of God's love for them. But at the end of that outreach event, just as you said, they're invited back to a 12-week discipleship program called The Greatest Journey, where they're going to learn more about Jesus, why he came to this earth to die on the cross for their sins, and then, catch this, how they can then tell other people about Jesus. The ripple effect. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the impact. It is the amazing, gospel. isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. And we're celebrating around 10 to 11 years of, of the greatest journey. The, just this past year, 10-year anniversary of the greatest journey since its birth uh, in PIFO, Ecuador, just right outside of Quito. And, you know, we're just back now from Ecuador where we got to talk to some of the first children that went through that class. Did it make a difference in their lives? You know, one young man that's just in my mind right now, Bert, that I'm just thinking about, ask him what difference it made in his life. And he said, well, it's huge in my life. I'm still here. I'm a follower of Christ. But let me tell you, my mom and dad <laughs> and my grandparents are here, so too. So we're talking about generational. Generational, because he went back home, and a 12-year-old child shared with his parents what difference Jesus me, had made in his life. Let me say, a child shall lead them. Isn't that that good news? (laughs) That is good news. Well, we're excited about what God is doing right now. So while these shoeboxes are being distributed all around the world, you can pray that God would use this in an effective way to reach those children and reach those parents. And then churches are planted many times. Is that right? That's that's exactly right. There, There are so many numbers that I could share with you right now that we're beginning to track as we see evangelism that leads to discipleship that leads to then multiplication. And that multiplication is not just children sharing with their friends and parents, but churches being started, unreached people groups that are being reached with the gospel. I mean, recently we're back from a mountaintop in Mexico. Bert, one of the hardest to get to places I've ever been in my life. 
Don't you love uh, to go to those places? Now, see, though? that just gets me excited. Yeah, it does me as well. Uh, go ahead. I, now, you know, I just had to say, man, no, that's what pumps me up. Give, going, give me uh, the small the, airplane, the canoe. <laughs> give me the trail that you got to walk. Give me the, give me the muddy road. Yes, five hours up a muddy road that nobody else wants to go right, to. Right. Uh, let me tell you about our friend Pastor Jose, a faithful pastor who, for twenty years, was the only person going to the top of that mountain. Over those twenty years, he had seen four people come to faith in Christ. He was faithful to continue working. Then in a partnership with Operation Christmas Child, giving out the gift boxes, sharing the gospel with the children, we saw 82 children and 20 adults come to faith in Christ. So 20 years, four people, through an outreach event with Operation Christmas Child, 102 people come into faith <laughs> in Christ. So we just got back from the mountain where we were able to see a brand new church building dedicated it was born through an outreach event of Operation Christmas Child. Now, think about this. There are some people who packed those shoe boxes, yes, sir. prayed over those shoe yes, boxes that it would reach that child and God would use it. it. And it multiplies into that. Who We don't know who exactly may have packed that shoe box, but God does. Can you imagine getting to heaven one day? And God helping us making those connections. One of the greatest things in heaven, in my opinion, is going to be connecting to the people who affected our lives that we didn't even know affected our lives. And I'm so thankful for your listeners and for their support of this ministry, for Samaritan's Purse, for Operation Christmas Child, for every single person that has packed that gift box, that has given money to support the greatest journey. Uh, They are making a difference for all of eternity, a huge impact. Well, I want to go back a little bit and connect this with you and uh, found out you were a pastor and then a missionary and a church planter. That's exactly okay, right. Okay, so that's your heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you have your heart, the destination may change, the operation may change, but the heart stays toward those things. Yes, it so does. So tell us a little bit about your journey and why there at Samaritan's Purse and doing what you're doing. I've, You know, I came to faith in Christ as a 22-year-old and so did not really grow up in the church, did not know much about the Bible at all. Uh, Jesus found me. He saved me. And he gave me almost right away a desire to share the Word of God, but also gave me a heart for people and a heart for nations. And so I've been a pastor. I've been a missionary. When I was a pastor, I wanted to be a missionary. When I was a missionary, I wanted to pastor. Uh, and, and God, through his kindness and grace, opened the door about six years ago for me to work with Samaritan's Purse, where I feel now like I'm a missionary and a pastor, and I just get to do the best of both worlds for me. But you're right. We were church planters. We were church planters in Argentina. And, Bert, I remember I was the kind of guy that would go door to door. I would knock on doors, and with this gringo accent, Spanish accent, you know, with my English accent, I would knock on doors and ask people if they wanted to know more about Jesus. Uh, Long work, hard work, long days, and it took a long term, a long time to plant churches. What we're seeing now through Operation Christmas Child is that through a child-friendly event, when you invite 200 kids in the community, then you invite them back to discipleship, the 12 weeks of the greatest journey, churches are just blowing up naturally. It's just a move of God's spirit. As we're faithful to share Jesus, we're faithful to make disciples. The kids and the families are coming back and just churches are popping up all over the world. And these church plants are ministering continually. Uh, You know, they're there. They're making a difference in their communities. 
and it really causes other missionary efforts to come there after they've done that. The Operation Christmas Child is kind of the, I would say, the point of the triangle that brings this ministry, but then all the other ministries that accompany that are there to to equip them to become what God wants them to become in their communities. You're, you're so right, and we're actually now beginning to partner with other ministries, missionaries, uh, organizations that then want to carry on this church planning effort. And I, I'd love to tell you about the faith of one pastor. I want to hear it. <laughs> uh, that is doing just an incredible work, just as, as we're talking about. Pastor Carlos is a, is a gentleman that just loves the Lord, loves evangelism, loves missions, and uh, loves to work in, in military prisons. He'll go in and share the gospel, uh, discipling uh, those inmates so that when they uh, get out, they have a, a good future ahead of them. And so that that's his heart. As he's doing that, he's also planting churches. And so not too long ago, I went and visited him and saw a church building that was going up. So I saw the, the walls and I saw the beams, and but no roof on it yet, no door on it yet. And I asked a simple question. I said, well, how many people go to this church? And he said, well, nobody. And I thought, that's kind of an odd answer. Why does nobody go here? And this is what he said to me. He said, you don't know a lot about Operation Christmas Child, do you? <laughs> and I thought, well, <laughs> I worked. ready for the harvest. <laughs> I thought, I'll work. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> yes. He says, Bill, I've done this 10 years in a row. Oh, wow. He said, folks there in the U.S. are packing shoeboxes. They're sending them to our country. We're then being faithful to steward them and share the gospel with children. We're then inviting the kids back to the greatest journey. And he said, every time they continue to want to come back. So we've just gotten ahead of this. And we know so this is what he said. He said, this church will be born next year. <laughs> Amen. What a story. Another thing that Operation Christmas Child does is go to some difficult places. You know, uh, it's amazing what a gift does. You know, God's gift to us. But this gift of a shoebox, and sometimes it's hard for those political leaders to turn those gifts down for those kids, and you're able to go to some difficult places, aren't you? Bert, we are going to some places, and not only just the, the muddy roads or the dusty roads or the mountains or the rivers, but including, as, as you're talking about, some countries that we could not get into uh, were it not just the grace of God. And, and we won't mention any names, but uh, many Muslim countries— many Hindu countries uh, in which uh, it's very hard to get into. It's by the grace of God that we're able to get there, and and we're seeing boys and girls and their families coming to faith in Christ. And some of the hardest-reached places, you know, we talk about unreached people groups with 2% or less yes. evangelical presence. Operation Christmas Child is trying to target the least reached and the unreached with the good news of the gospel. You know, the Unreached People Groups is the heart of the co-host of this program, Nathan, my son, and and he's taught me a lot about that 1040 window. And and that window is—Asia is heavy, mm-hmm. very heavy yes, in that is. area. Yes, it is. And I've heard of God just preparing a lot of the Muslim people through dreams and through different ways. And so when the person comes to deliver the message of Jesus— they say, that's who I've been dreaming about. I've heard story after story about that, Bill. Bert, it's true, and I've, I've heard the very same and, and can share with you and your listeners some of what we're seeing happen uh, in those parts of the world. You know, you and I both share a heart uh, for 
refugees and, and what's going on all over the world right now with this just mass movement of peoples because of war and because of violence and because of bad governments. And uh, recently we learned the story of a young girl that was a refugee from a one Muslim country, had been resettled in another Muslim country, uh, but there she came in contact with one of our greatest journey teachers. And so this 12-year-old girl was able to receive a shoebox gift where she heard about Jesus Christ, placed her faith in Jesus, began to go through the greatest journey. But now I want you to think about this. If if her parents, being faithful Muslims, had learned that their child had trusted in Jesus, what do you think they would say? Oh, man, no. That, I mean, that honor system that they have, she would be dishonoring them. And so they forbid her to ever go back to that church. It was about at this time that the father was diagnosed with stage four terminal cancer. The teacher of the greatest journey heard about this, had not seen the child in several weeks, went to the home and prayed with him. And I'm not making this part of the story up, uh, Pastor Burt. That gentleman was healed of stage four terminal cancer. Hallelujah. Gave his life to Jesus as well. Now we have a mama and a daddy and the 12-year-old girl that have come to faith in Jesus because somebody cared enough to pack a gift box, but the story didn't stop there. There were other members of their family in that community that had also been resettled there. When they learned that three of them had now gone to Jesus, they went to them to plead with them to come back. Amen. The 12-year-old girl began to preach Jesus from what she learned in a few weeks of the greatest journey. Twenty of them put their faith in Christ. But, Bert, that's not the end of the story. (laughs) What even happened after that is that people from the homeland that had never left, that did not leave as refugees, learned that now 20-plus members of their family had come to faith in Jesus, so they came to put an end to it. The 12-year-old girl preached the little bit of the gospel that she knew, and 53 members of that family have now placed their faith in Jesus Christ Mm. from a Muslim context that were living as refugees. I, I can't say that's that's just the grace of God. That's the miracle. That's the power of the gospel. And that's what a simple shoebox gift can do in these hard to reach places of the gospel. I want to thank you. I want to thank your listeners. Every shoebox gift is stewarded well. The gospel's preached, and it is leading to evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication. And that $6 gift that someone made to help purchase and provide the greatest journey for discipleship, they're, they're part of it. I mean, the shoebox, the greatest journey, the people there that know Jesus, the pastors, the trainers, God working. To, don't you love God's connections? Oh, my goodness. They're incredible. worldwide. You know, here it is. It may be in Boone, North Carolina, and, and they ship it to somewhere else in the world, and there's a child waiting on that. And there's people who are trained to help give them out and share the gospel. And then those come back and you have those that are trained to disciple them through the the greatest journey. And then uh, there's usually a pastor close by ready or somebody that's already built a building. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And start a church. That's exactly right. And reach 53 members 
of one family that started with a 12-year-old girl. That's exactly right. What a story. That yeah. sounds like the book of Acts being lived out. Amen. You know, that's that's that territorial thing. I, I you're talking about the healing. If you look at the book of Acts, you'll find out a lot of the of the miracles came in bunches. And the bunches came when the gospel was being introduced to a group of people. And you would see great, great things and people come to Christ. So that's still going on today. It's still happening, isn't it? <laughs> and, and one of the great things is, like you said, it's happening through the local church with these men and women, pastors that are being trained in how to share the gospel, how to make disciples uh, through the local church worldwide. Uh, almost half a million volunteers worldwide are partnering with this ministry, making sure that every child that receives a shoebox gift that goes through discipleship has that local contact. One more thing I want to share with you, and then we'll close out with giving thanks again for what God's done through the shoeboxes and the greatest journey. You and I both have heart for refugees. Yes. And uh, a lot of these people, where we go, we take the shoeboxes. But God has brought several of those, I shouldn't say several, many, many refugees to many communities all over the United States. And we can make in routes in local churches by reaching them, can't we? We sure can. We sure can. We don't can. need to write them off, do we? No, they're right here in our backyard, in our neighborhood. And even as a pastor in the United States and South Carolina, we had a heart for those that were moving into our community. And so when we came back from the mission field, we planted three Latin American churches, Spanish-speaking churches in the United States. And we just felt, well, they're here. We want to reach them with the good news of, of Jesus Christ. God's bringing the nations to, to us, and so we want to reach don't everybody. Let, we'd say don't let fear keep you from doing what God has called us to do. That's right. Because, you know, oh, oh, they're different. Well, praise the Lord for the difference, and <laughs> God is letting us make a difference. And we want to reach people, don't we? We do. Our guest today has been Bill Fister. He's with Samaritan's Purse, the Senior Regional Director for the Americas and the Caribbean with Operation Christmas Child. That's quite a title, brother. That's a long title, isn't it? It does. Just for a humble old boy from the South. <laughs> well, listen, Bill, it's been great to be with you. What a joy, Pastor Bird. And we're reminding people, pray right now as those shoeboxes and the greatest journey is being given out. It is being shared around the world, over 100 nations. Over 100 nations worldwide, about 11 million children this year alone, over 4 million children going through the greatest journey. Even right now, somewhere in the world, as folks are listening to this, that gift box that one of you might have given is being distributed to a child. They're being told that Jesus loves them and he died for them. There's a child that's going through the greatest journey, learning about how he or she can follow him more. So I want to thank your listeners. Amen. Thank you for what you're doing, Pastor Burke. And we're wanting you to join us in prayer right now for what God's doing. And I want to say what my little three-year-old son told my wife while she was driving, pray, but don't close your eyes. <laughs> so we're going to pray right now for God to use that. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for Operation Christmas Child. We thank you for the greatest journey that we've had the opportunity to, to give it earlier and now it's being distributed they're being distributed they're being taught all over the world and in the name of jesus we pray that you would use your word your love your holy spirit to bring millions to christ like the story of the 12 year old girl and 53 family members are now followers of christ i pray that you would multiply that and make that what 
this Operation Christmas Child and the Greatest Journey is all about. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bill, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. It's been a real honor to be with you. And thank you for listening to Exploring Missions here on the AFR. And we pray that you would be on mission for God right where God has placed you.